What's up guys? Welcome back to the Goose Knob show. I'm just going to just going to storyboard an idea out here. So, I think that there is a a severe dysfunction within our system, our social system. And I just want to try and characterize it so that we can figure out how to get around it. And I think Essentially, one trend that I've been seeing, and you can see this in the book Bowling Alone, and I think by Putnam, and I guess just a lot of people have been kind of saying this, but there's been a severe lack of social trust in our society. And that's one one thing I'd say. You know, kids used to, you know, if you, if you look at the average distance, kids used to like explore around their house or play outside, you know, in like the sixties, I think it was like a mile away from their house. And then for the, you know, for the next few decades, it's just been decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. You know, I think in the 2010s, it was just, you know, like a few feet from their house. And then now I don't think, I think kids don't really even go outside much. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't really know the specific distances, but the point is the trend is that, you know, parents, are, you know, lack the trust of the outside world to the extent that you can see, you can see this in the fact that children are, you know, less willing to go, you know, further and further outside into society. And this could either be due to parents overprotectiveness or a lack of social trust. I think it's kind of both. But that's one thing. I think in another sense, you know, people don't really trust each other as much. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. But I also think that it's not just a lack of trust. I think it's also, I guess since 2015 probably, people have begun to not only not trust people but also fear others. Maybe that's the right way to put it. Maybe there's a different way. But I think that a trend that I've been seeing recently is much different than just a lack of trust. I think it's it's deeper. And I think it's probably it might be due to social media or it might be due to some due to something else. But I think what I've what I've been seeing is that a lot of people I think that they People nowadays, especially in Gen Z, are are afraid of others, like to a large, to a very unhealthy and large extent. And what I mean by that is I think that what, what I've seen is that I think that people believe that there are more insane, violently insane people out there than there actually are. I think that people nowadays are so afraid of others that they are unwilling to, to, you know, unwilling to interpret the wide range of human expression charitably. I think that nowadays people, they, now more than ever, I think, people are are afraid of of anything that is outside a very very narrow social norm and anything that is seen outside of that is is viewed as 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 dangerous and i i believe that this is probably due to the internet or at least you know some some tendrils of the internet, uh, especially TikTok, I'd say, and also some of the social movements that we've seen, but I'll get into why I th- or what that means specifically. But what I, what I, what I think is happening is, and I think this is also probably due to the, the, uh, post 2020 and everything that happened around then. But I think number one, People don't really, 
people aren't are very detached from reality. People are very detached from reality because the web of of you know misinformation that has kind of been skyrocketing since 2020 has I think put people into a place where where they doubt basically everything in reality and you know things that are actually happening and if 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 you know and in an in an attempt to you know have some footing in reality you know if you just completely trust what news media and electronic web media is telling you then you're going to be living in a very weird world and i guess to put it simply nowadays more than any other time i think that people you know i i think that what the news media is telling us is like pretty insane and it's oftentimes it's a lot of lies and you could say oh well you know that might sound like oh he's just a conspiracy theorist or whatever but that that's like like for example like 2 years ago if you were to say oh yeah well maybe we should consider this you know coronavirus is a lab leak right you know people <laughs> the the people who who listened to the news media in 2020 they would have said oh that's that's insane you're a conspiracy conspiracy theorist why are you even saying this you're you're you know you're an evil you know dysfunctional unhinged person right and then when the news media is saying just that you know oh maybe it's a lab leak right then everyone goes in lockstep with that and they're like oh yeah no this is this is reasonable so people you know they're they're very schizophrenic with respect to how they view the world because you know if your viewpoints can change on a dime and you're not really uh you know if you're not really tethered to anything and it's just you know based on the whims of what this apparatus is telling you you know it's just it's insane and with respect to the news media i think the reason why people are so unwilling to you know, or unwilling to leave that little bubble of, you know, the media sphere is because the alternative has been just so, you know, if you don't believe exactly what the media is telling you, then you are a conspiracy theorist, then you are an evil right winger, you are a, uh, a, a nut job, you are insane and a violent threat to society, and you're stupid, and you are, you know, you're worthless and you, you know, you're just disjointed from reality and you, you know, you're, you're a plus, you're everything that society doesn't want you to be. If you don't listen to what, you know, the, the, the common narrative is. And most people, they don't want to be that, right? So they're going to be running away from anything that will make others perceive them as, you know, being a social outcast or someone who, you know, who others don't like, you know, most people, 80% of people, they, they, the, the sole thing that is governing their actions is how they're perceived by others. You know, everyone kind of, you know, probably 99% of people, you know, they, they care about what others think to, to an extent, you know, but like, for 80% of people, it's everything. Everything is, is how they're perceived. And anyway, I, I think that that's, that's what you kind of see. And I think this is especially... And I think that... Well, just just uh, to highlight kind of where I'm going with this. This is only one small part. And you, you probably know this, but I'm probably going to go into an interesting different direction in a second. But just just to close off this point, I think that what... What's really interesting about this and what we're really, uh, how would you say it, really highlights this point is I think the fact that, you know, pretty tame, pretty tame public intellectuals or social figures are labeled as 
you know, basically being, you know, undesirables, you know, evil people or someone who's like, oh, oh, that person. And then, you know, you see the person roll their eyes and, and say, oh, yeah, this person's a, you know, this person's an idiot. This person's, you know, oh, you should never listen to this person, right? I think what you see, you know, I, I've, you know, people say that Joe Rogan, you know, people, if you say Joe Rogan, you know, if you, that'll elicit a, a, you know, a groaning reaction from a lot of people. People will be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that idiot, that bumbling fool, that, that total conspiracy theorist nut job, you know? It's like Joe Rogan's just like an, a, you know, a normie. He just, uh, you know, if he, he probably, he says a lot of, you know, good stuff. He says a lot of, you know, interesting stuff and he's more willing to, you know, say the truth, but it's like, it's really not that, you know, a lot of what he says isn't really that groundbreaking and earth shattering, right? But, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty tame stuff what Joe Rogan is talking about, but you see people in mass, you know, basically saying, oh yeah, well, Joe Rogan, what a, what a nut job, right? It's like, like the, the, the response to this innocuous, you know, thinker is pure, how would you say it? I think vitriol, you know, pure, just, you know, venom. And, and the reason for that is that Joe is willing to kind of talk about things that are outside of, you know, just a common narrative and there, and, and it's, it's just, it's just interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting that one of the most, you know, respected, you know, thinkers or, or, you know, just, just public figures of our time elicits such a, such a venomous reaction from a lot of people for the simple reason that, you know, he's not plugged into the system. Anyway, so, so that's, that's point one. The other point, the other interesting thing is I think that what I've noticed beyond just the, you know, oh yeah, people who don't completely buy into the narrative are crazy. You know, that, that's, that's been a theme that has been pushed extremely heavily on all sides to the point where even the, you know, the most respected public figures are kind of seen as, you know, insane, even though they obviously aren't. I think that you also see an immense amount of fear given any, you know, any interaction between people. And what I mean by that is I think nowadays people are very concerned, very scared. The majority of people around them are dangerous, are dangerous, insane, unhinged, and, and a threat to them. And I mean, if you walk around, if you talk to people, like the, m most people are, are fine. You know, most people are normal. Most people are, you know, not a threat to you. Most people are trustworthy. I would say, you know, most people are, are decent, but if you were to talk to any normal person nowadays, or, or, you know, any person, especially living in a city, the amount of trust, the amount of, you know, belief that they have in, in, you know, maybe the goodness or the trustworthiness or the, or the, the safety of others is, you know, extremely low. Like if you look on any dating app, for example, you'll see like a bunch of girls saying like, oh, please don't kill me. Please don't da da. Or like, uh, you know, like, oh, I just don't want to get killed by somebody. I don't want to get, you know, murdered. I don't want to, it's like, and sure, I guess you're going to have to worry about that to an extent. Like everyone should worry about, you know, their own safety and everyone should pro probably put precautions up to ensure that they don't, you know, if they're put in a situation where, you know, they might get mugged or, you know, assaulted or whatever, that they, they have a plan for that, or, you know, they can defend themselves. You know, it's, it's not a bad idea to, you know, be prepared but I think that what you're seeing, I don't know, especially among, I think, women today, is a fear of 
you know, that, that I think is, is much, that doesn't line up with how reality actually is. You know, I think a lot of people are, you know, way more afraid of, of, of reality than reality is actually dangerous and people are actually dangerous. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why that is. And I have a few ideas. One idea is the TikTok phenomenon. And I think on TikTok, which I think is especially a, I think there's, there's incredible danger in there. And I think this is the reason. I think you're seeing a rise in the spreading and the spreading of mental illness or at least the spreading of the perception of pervasive mental illness. What I mean by that is that on TikTok, any crazy person, any, you know, unhinged nut job can have a, have a voice. And I think oftentimes those people, those people, you know, they, maybe they are able to, you know, grow way bigger than, than, others because, you know, there's just a novelty in it. You know, there's a novelty in how crazy they are and how unhinged they are. And I think that what you're, what you see is that some of these people who are, you know, insane are just perceived more, but you're, what you're also seeing is I think that they're trying to, I don't know, there, there are some elements of, you know, these crazy people who I think are also trying to feel like they, you know, that their insanity isn't insanity. And in doing so, they're trying to make other more people either accept that they're sane, or they're trying to make more people like them so that they don't feel as alone, or they feel like there's a quote community around them, quote unquote community. And Anyway, take that however you want. But the point is, because of social media, the, the viewing of unhinged people, you know, is much higher. And because of social media, and because of just media in general, you know, the sensationalist things, the crazy things, the things that are... are you know, not the norm, but the exception to the norm are seen much, much, much more often than the norm actually is. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll always see, you'll see, you'll see uh, things about school shootings. You'll things, see things about, you know, people getting raped and killed and dying and warfare and disease and, and just, you know, oh, the world's going to end. Everything's, you know, over, blah, blah, blah. You know, sensationalist headlines. That's, that's number one, which makes people think that the world is way more, you know, scary and, and, uh, you know, in much, a much more dire place than it actually is. And it, it makes people think that the world is much more dangerous than it actually is. Even though in the United States, crime has been going steadily down, you're, you're seeing a lot of, you know, society is actually a lot safer nowadays than it was in the past. And, but, but looking at news media, you, you're not going to think that. And I'd also say that, I don't know, on TikTok, especially, you know, maybe you're, you're probably going to see more insane people per, you know, minute of being on TikTok than you would see in the real world. But I think what you're also seeing is people who are ideologically motivated or maybe just, you know, maybe not even motivated at all, just, you know, people telling stories. People tell stories about, you know, horror stories which get picked up by the algorithms because for the same reason that news media, you know, promotes violent stuff or sensationalist stuff, you know, just because it gets more eyeballs. Um, and people tell horror stories about, you know, things that have happened to them or things that happened to other people. And in doing so, people think that, you know, scary things happen 
way more often and, you know, people are way more untrustworthy than they actually are. You know, you have like tons of TikToks where people say, oh, you know, I had this boyfriend who, you know, abused me and da 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 or I went to here and then this guy did da 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 and did this and blah, blah, blah. Or I did this and da da da. You know, people, you know, especially women, I think, they especially share all these horror stories and they say, oh, da 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 da. Men are crazy, men are evil, blah, blah, blah. You see, oh gosh, you see this all the time. Um, and I think, you know, one of the reasons is ideologically motivated because of feminism and blah, 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 whatever, who cares? Also, I think that a lot of people nowadays use this ideology of, of, you know, men are evil or women are evil because maybe they've been screwed over by women or men or whatever. And then they kind of want a, a worldview to kind of reinforce that and say, oh, you know, but yeah, men are evil. Women are evil because of blah, blah, blah. And, and you see these, you know, hateful ideologies kind of springing up on TikTok and other places because of, you know, trying to get back at things, trying to create a worldview that, 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 you know, that doesn't make you get, feel like you're getting hurt. And, you know, people with these ideologies will, will share, will, will cherry pick the bad example of what happened to them. And in doing so, it just reinforces and, and causes a positive feedback loop where people, you know, become like end up hating each other more and more and more, you know, like, for example, like you see a lot of like these videos on TikTok where women are saying, oh, yeah, this the guys did this and guys did that. And, you know, this is why I hate men, because men did this to me and men did that to me and blah, blah, blah. Um, and in doing so, a lot of women who see these stories will be like, oh, man. Yeah, men are just evil because look at all these stories that that tell me men are evil. It's like, okay, I can understand completely why you think that men are evil if these are all the stories that you're seeing. I'd also say that probably the hookup culture that exists today and just the, gosh, women really do have it bad today. Women really do have it bad. Um, I think just because our society is basically leaving them out to dry and is not imbuing them with you know, vir- the virtuous ethics and the, 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 the tools that would allow them to, I wouldn't say be safe, but, you know, be, you know, that would protect them from the actual bad things in the world that are out there. Um, and, and what you, what you see, I think, is I think women are being, you know, pushed into colleges and these, you know, these other institutions and, and what they're told is, you know, oh, you need to be a party girl. You need to always be happy. Everything is, you know, about your personal happiness and about, you know, going to parties and doing this and da, da, da. You need to get drunk. You need to do this. You need to have fun. You need to enjoy these young years while you still can. And in doing so, you know, a lot of women are going into, you know, a party environment where you have a bunch of, you know, sex crazy frat guys who all they care about is, you know, using you for your body and, you know, and they have no sexual morality at all. And if, you know, if you're in a, in a confined area with people like that, you know, you know, what's the likelihood that you're going to find someone who's, you know, a complete sociopath who doesn't care about, you know, harming you or doesn't care about, you know, you know, you know who, who only cares about sex as an end and who ends up, you know, like fucking raping you or doing something else or hurting you, right? The likelihood that you'll be you know, the likelihood that you're going to be harmed in an environment like that is much higher than if you're, you know, just being in a normal society, in a, a normal world that isn't, you know, somewhere like that, right? T- to put it simply, I think that the environments that a lot of women go into nowadays or the men that a lot of women are going for make them have a skewed perception of men that is does not align with 95% of men, I would say. Because if you're going to a frat, right, the type of guy you're going to be interacting with is, you know, some probably going to be some, you know, 
semi-sociopath who's trying to just use you, right? And if that's your if that's your only interaction with men, then of course you're going to hate men because it's like, whoa, yeah, the, the men are just sociopaths who want to use me. Men are just, you know, crazy or, you know, just, you know, evil guys who don't really care about who I am. All they care about is, you know, just material pleasure, right? And then you also have the hypergamy problem, right? Most women, especially, you know, being, well, especially, you know, uh, encouraged by the internet, most women are, are shooting for, you know, the top, men in the top 5%, men in the top 10% or whatever, or maybe even smaller than that, right? You know, the, the square root of the, of the number of men out there are, are, you know, those are the ones attracting the, you know, 50% of the girls, right? And if you're, you know, if you're in a situation like that as a man, if, you know, and you're, you're in the top 5% and, you know, women are just kind of throwing themselves at you, then, you know, and, and if you're, you know, motivated by just having sex as our current society, you know, encourages people, you know, that's the morality, that's the ethic, you know, just use people for sex, right? If you're in that top 5%, That'll lead you to probably develop a lot of sociopathic behaviors because, you know, you, you know, you, you're just being bombarded with, 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 you know, partners and you can use anyone as you wish and you, you know, don't need to see them as people. You just need to see them as a means to the end. And, you know, it, it, it you know, you have, you, so essentially what, what happens is you have a lot of women who are, you know, just sh- shooting for a bunch of, you know, the top 5%, which oftentimes is, you know, a bunch of sociopaths because of how, you know, our society currently works, how, how social media and other kind of internet systems kind of, you know, have kind of molded us to be. So, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, and maybe it's, maybe it's just 10%, maybe it's just a small percent of women, but a lot of women, they end up I think getting a perception of, 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 of men from, or they have a picture of what a man is from these, you know, really dysfunctional and corrupt places, you know, because they're shooting for the top 5% or because they're, they're, you know, they're going to parties and they're, you know, interacting with men there, right? Or they're, you know, they're interacting with men in, you know, places where, you know, virtue and morality aren't exactly, you know, cornerstones. And let's say even if it's a small number of women who are exposed to these areas, or a small number of women who are, you know, being, you know, hit up by, you know, sex crazy guys online or whatever. These women, you know, who you know if if you're inter- if you're interacting with guys enough times who are like this you're probably going to get burned in some way or you're probably going to get screwed over or or whatever or or maybe the worst thing could happen right and in doing so in being in that environment or in be you know in in talking with these people you're going to start picking up a bunch of you know horror stories and i think that because of you know the ideology of modern feminism you know, which is really a, oh, us versus them type of thing, you know, which is really bad. It's like, we should not be, it should not be men versus women. We should be working together. But that's what really what I think has spoken to a lot of women because they think that, you know, they've been burned by men so many times that they think, oh man, these men are a threat. And they, they you know, fe- modern feminism is kind of, you know, spoken to them. So what happens is you, I think you have a lot of women say, you know, telling these stories on, on the internet, telling people, oh man, yeah, men burned me, men hurt me, men did this, men did that, you know, men did, you know, did all these horrible things to me. And, and you have a lot of women who are listening, you know, because, you know, this, this content also gets viral tons of times, you know, women listen and then they, you know, even if you, they, they weren't in this environment, you know, that led to this. They will, uh, you know, they will they will get an, an under, a, a view of reality that is, you know, really dark, really scary, really, um, you know, really just you know horrifying. 
And, and I think what, what, you'll, what you see is, as an effect, I think people believe that insanity, that, you know, a lack of morality, that, 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 that you know, that the predatory, predatory people are much more numerous than they actually are. And in doing so, I think a lot of people, instead of looking at every individual as an individual, they've kind of laid a blanket kind of net or firewall out there and said, you know, most people are probably predators and I need to, you know, be really, really hyper vigilant against that. And I think I got to, you know, I got to, you know, I I think people, people are much less willing to be vulnerable or, or, or open to others or, you know, or, or give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and, and they also are much less willing to, you know, to see someone who isn't, you know, a, a cookie cutter safe person, you know, as someone who should be, you know, interacted with as a person. What I mean by that is, is I think people nowadays or have an idea of, oh, you know, this is what a safe person is. A person who listens to the news, who basically believes everything the news says, a person who believes in my political viewpoints, and a person who is, you know, just a, you know, people, like a lot of people want this kind of neutered, weak, well, let's just look at women. I think a lot of women want like a neutered, weak man who, you know, who won't hurt them. You know, because they view the world as, you know, being this, you know, you know, very, you know, dangerous place. And, you know, for, for, fair enough. I think to an extent it is, right? But I, I think that they're, <laughs> they go in the way the opposite direction, you know. And they think, you know what, I don't, I don't ever want to be hurt like these other people have been hurt or like I've been hurt. So I want someone who can not hurt me at all. And in doing so, I think that also leads to a terrible positive feedback loop because, you know, the people who are the weakest are also the most dangerous oftentimes, you know, and well, that, that feedback loop is also a a huge problem as well, because I think, you know, the people who will harm you the most are going to be these weak people because they can't, you know, because weak people have very little morality. I think weak people are, are motivated by their, their carnal instincts or, or maybe, you know, these bizarre kind of ideologies. And in doing so, like, for example, look at the creative Rick and Morty, you know, didn't he like sexually assault people and, you know, beat his wife or whatever. It's like, this guy was like a, a clear parader of what modern modernity wants you to think. Right. And he ended up, you know, being one of the most egregious examples of what not to do. Right. So I think you see this positive feedback loop. Women especially think that, oh, you know what, I need to, I need to protect myself because this is happening to so many other women or it's happened to me. And then instead of, you know, doing what they should be doing, which is like, you know, looking for strong people, they end up kind of looking for the, you know, going to the same people who are going to hurt them the most, you know, like the top 5% of guys, right? Or the weak men, you know? (laughs) And, and... Well, you know, in in doing so, you know, I think they're just going back to their, you know, basic evolutionary biology because they're not really being directed in a better direction. People are, you know, people aren't giving them a better roadmap map. They're saying, you know what, you know, you should, you should, no one's telling them what to do. So they're just going back on their basic evolution, which is hypergamy, right? And hypergamy is going to lead them to be burned even more. So that's example one. Or they're going back on, you know, just, you know, social conventions of the modern day. Um, And I think that the problem there is... Well, like like, uh, like the ideologies that we see today. So, So the issue is, how do we, how do we... I think we need a better 
narrative. We need a better kind of worldview. Maybe not worldview, but just, you know, a story that we tell ourselves. Because the current story that I think a lot of people, well, I think a lot of women are, are accepting is a story where men are evil and women are in a, yeah, you know, this eternal battle against, you know, the oppressive forces of men. And, and you know, men will probably hurt you, so you need to, like, steer clear of them. And, and, you know, you know, fair enough. You know, if this is what you're seeing on your social media that you're on, you know, six hours a day, if this is what you're seeing at the parties you go to, if this is what you're seeing in the, you know, in the guys you're shooting for, you know, it makes sense. And, you know, that's the worldview. But I think if we start, you know, saying an alternative, that, you know, the world isn't all about just, you know, having fun. You know, parties are probably, you know, what's better than a, than a you know, a dumb house party where you have like, you know, 50 people and everyone's trying to, you know, get super blackout drunk and, you know, trying to use hardcore drugs and all this crap, right? Maybe what's better is, you know, a simple, small thing where you're trying to, you know, get to know people better, you know, you know, a party where it's not dangerous for you, where it's, you know, it's, it's people that you know, and maybe some other people on the periphery. And, you know, it's, it's more something that's, you know, a social gathering rather than a, 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 you know, a rabid kind of frenzy in an attempt to have fun you know, a hedonistic part. Parties shouldn't be hedonistic. They should be fulfilling. You know, maybe that's number one. And the world shouldn't, isn't about happiness at its core. It's about fulfillment. It's about building something, right? Maybe that's, that's the way to, like, if we have a system that kind of encourages that rather than encouraging, you know, just nihilistic hedonism, well, I think that would help a lot of people out. And, well, Anyway, at the end of the day, I think people are very afraid of others. People are very afraid that, you know, the individuals around them are going to be crazy, going to be insane, going to be someone who's going to hurt them because of, you know, these different positive feedback loops. And I think the tragedy in this is that the diversity of human expression is being kind of trampled out or, yeah, because if you, I think if you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to be expressive, if you're kind of, you know, if you're showing your true colors and you're, you know, if you're, if you're showing, you know, the quirks of who you are and all that stuff, you know, I, th- I feel like, you know, in the past that would have, you know, that would have been fine and people would have been like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a human being and this person has these interesting traits and all that stuff, you know, and I think people would have been more willing to, to listen to who you are and to, you know. And, you know, give you the benefit of the doubt. But I think nowadays, given the fact that people are so adversarial or so scared of others or, and have been fed to so many horror stories and, and, you know, and everyone's being put into a, like, a little box, you know. And since our society is becoming, it seems like our society is becoming very shame-based in that, Our social, you know, everyone around us kind of keeps us in check and tells us who we should be, you know. Anyway, that, that's actually we'll get into the shame versus guilt-based societies, but that's that's a, that's a, another thing. But but the point is, people nowadays, I think, are less willing to embrace the diversity of human expression. And prefer a much simpler 
was it pre- prejudice maybe or maybe prejudice is the word for it but people want a, a you know a simple view of how things are going to work you know they want to they want a simple kind of equation that defines who you are and you know because people fall back on a very simple worldview and a simple ideology to do, to explain human behavior that's reinforced by social media and by ideology you know the view of, the 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 limits of acceptable human behavior are are extremely narrow or extremely small nowadays i think the limits of acceptable human thought you know a hundred years ago was like wide. You could say, you could think about like a bunch of different thoughts and you could be like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, you know? And nowadays, like if you say the wrong word, if you say the wrong phrase, if you think the wrong thing, then, you know, you'll be canceled or whatever, right? Um, and I think that, that, you know, that's led to, I mean, that's, that's probably step one, you know, people, you know, they can't think as much, many things. But I think the, the greater tragedy is it's not just the limits of human thought. It's also the limits of human behavior and expression. Um, you know, people are no longer allowed to express, you know, different things, to be different people. You know, the, the, the acceptable person is much, you know, more narrow. And I feel like in an attempt to not get hurt, you know, people are like, oh, you know what, this, this archetype is the safe, safe archetype. This archetype is the is the... You know, is the one that is is not going to hurt me, and everyone else, you know, is you know maybe they're okay, but you know I I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to. I don't want to get hurt. And yeah, so no, you can no longer really be yourself anymore. You can no longer. you know, take as many risks to an extent with who you are as a person. Because if you do, you know, the hard thing to do is to listen, to say, hmm, this person doesn't really fit into a, a, a mold. Or maybe this person fits into a mold that might be, oh, it's a red flag, blah, 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 whatever. You know, the hard thing to do is to you know, to give them the benefit of the doubt. The easy thing to do is to instantly categorize them and then, you know, move on to someone who's the perfect ideal or whatever because you're afraid. And, well, I don't know. I think that there is there there's some things that, as a society we need to start we need to start working on. And I think I don't know. There's there's a lot of different, you know. There's a lot of different ways of approaching this, but I think maybe one of them is I don't know. Maybe listening to people. Maybe viewing the dignity of every individual First and foremost, I think, I think people need to start trusting each other and accepting the risk that that, that brings, you know, but not in a naive way. We need to start trusting people, but also being, you know, capable of, of accepting the risk that that brings and in like being able to, you know, take on the risk in a safe manner, you know. For example, let's say I meet a new friend and let's say I'm like, okay, well, this friend might be, you know, cool or, or maybe he's a, a, a sociopathic serial killer. Okay, 
maybe he's a sociopathic serial killer. Okay, then what do you do in that situation? What, what if you're afraid that someone's a serial killer? Which I think a lot, of, a lot of people are actually way more afraid of that than is actually the case. You know, I don't think there's that many serial killers running around, but I feel like if, you're, if you were to psychoanalyze people, I feel like a lot more people are scared of that than, than they should be. Anyway, point being, let's say you're afraid of people being serial killers, right? But you should probably, you know, be willing to interact with people, be more vulnerable, be more, you know, willing to engage in others' humanity, right? But you're afraid that they're serial killers, right? How do you, how do you, how do you manage that? Well, why don't you carry a knife or carry a concealed carry gun legally, of course, or how about you are able to, you know, be someone who can engage in physical combat or, you know, have some teeth, you know, have some teeth and also know, know that as humans, we aren't just fragile little glasses. You know, we're not just a, you know, a, a vase that can be easily knocked over, you know, like, gosh, like we're, we're built for, to, to withstand an incredible, you know, amount of disease. We're, we're, we're built to withstand warfare, you know, we're, we're pretty robust and resilient beings. And we've lived in a, you know, basically a, a, a metropolitan bubble for most of our recent history, which makes us think that, you know, we're not as strong and we're not as resilient as we actually are, right? But I think one of the key steps towards actualization is... You know, acknowledging that, you know, we're frail to an extent, but we're also resilient. Acknowledging that, you know, that we should probably reach out a hand in trusting people, but know that there's a risk in the danger of others, you know. And I think that the, the way to do that is just to in, in, increase our ability to be resilient, increase, increase our ability to be self, self-sufficient, self-reliable, Right. If you're going to interact with somebody, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there more, also make sure you have teeth. If you're going to put yourself out there more, know how to defend yourself or know how to, you know, see the warning signs if someone's crazy or something like that, you know. Get educated. We have an immense number of tools at our disposal to ensure that we don't get burned, you know. How about instead of, you know, relying on a simplified ideology, just, you know, get more Get a better understanding of humanity, you know, and be willing to have a life and a world that you live in that doesn't, maybe doesn't fit into the cookie cutter box that you think it will be, you know. Maybe some, maybe one of your best friends is going to be someone who isn't, you know, isn't what you think they'll be like, you know, maybe... Or maybe not, you know, just, just, but I think we need to be more willing to accept that people are complex and, and, you know, and that being super safe about everything is, is really not a good strategy, is not a good solution. If you're, if you're, if you're trying to wrap yourself in bubble wrap and you're trying to be super safe and you're trying to, you know, Oh, I need to do the safe thing. I got to do the thing that doesn't hurt me. I got to do the thing that it'll be, you know, blah, blah, blah. What that'll lead to, what that leads to is a life that is actually the most dangerous and the most unstable, I think. That, that'll that lead to a life of, or at the very, at the, at the or more, more likely than that, it's going to lead to a life that's average and bland and boring and, and unfulfilling. You know, because life isn't safe. You're going to die. And and the, the true limits of fulfillment, the true, you know, you know, the way to get the most out of life isn't to be the safe, isn't to, you know, live in a, in a comfort zone. It's to get outside of the comfort zone. It's to be in a in an unexplored territory, and to see what the limits of of you know expression of of being are. It's not to 
you know, be in this comfortable little bubble where everything is safe and the people around you are all, you know, everyone's, everyone's exactly what I thought they would be. You know, everyone adheres to this little dumb little ideology that I believe that'll try and keep me safe and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you do that, then you're probably, you're, you're going to get burned in your own way. As I said before, you know, just going back, you know, the ideology of this feminism where, where, you know, where you hear the horror stories of men, right? And you're like, okay, well, how do I, how do I solve this problem? Then I, I'm just not going to interact with men who could hurt me. You know, I'm going to interact with weak men. You know, that's number one, you know, and if you interact with weak men, then you're, you're going to be interacting with the most dangerous men out there, right? Or you're going to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I, I want to, I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be in an environment where everything is, you know, you know, see, not, not even safe. I don't want to be, you know, or you, you have the alternative where it's like, you know what, I want to have fun. I want to be, you know, reveling and whatever. Then you end up interacting with, you know, the top five, five percent or whatever. No, actually that's the, that's the wrong viewpoint. Anyway, you have hedonism. You put yourself into bad environments and you get burned in anyway, right? Or you don't really try and, you know, think about who you're interacting with deeply and you kind of get trapped in the social media environment. And as a woman, you end up, uh, you know, shooting for the top 5% of guys and you get burned like that, right? So, so I think, you know, and these all come from very simplified ideological worldviews, right? You know, if you're, if you're going based on the pure kind of ideology, kind of, of you know, Darwinian evolution, and you're just falling back on that, you know, base level hypergamy that would have worked. Maybe it would have worked, you know, thousands of years ago on the, pl- on the, on, you know, on the plains of the Middle East, right? But it doesn't really work now, you know, have, having a harem in polygamy, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an atrocious system. Um, you know, so, so falling back on your base biology is not good. Falling back on nihilistic hedonism is not good. Falling back on feminism is not good. You can't fall back on a simplified reality. You need to have a, you know, a robust system of virtue. You know, you, you can't just, you can't just, you can, if you're going to sort people, you can't sort them based on something simple. Like, oh, he's in the top 5%. Oh, he's having fun. Oh, he's weak. You know, it needs to be something robust. You know, is he a good, a genuinely good person? Does this person love others? Does this person, you know, is he someone who is conscientious, who thinks about the future, who is is competent? You know, that's what matters. These, These little stupid little simplifications of reality, ideological simplifications of reality, will lead to nothing but being, you know, eaten up by this world. And I think, you know, people need to be more willing to accept the complexity of reality rather than living in a simple, safe world. Anyway, that was a big mouthful, but I hope, I hope, I hope some of the, some of this worked or hope, uh, hope some of you guys are still listening, but anyway, I shall talk to you guys later. Peace.